You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. Kicking things off, as always, with a sense of how the markets have performed and as we do Every thir- every last Thursday of the year, or every last Thursday of the month, rather, we reflect on the RAND's performance in that month. And reflecting on today's RAND performance uh, is going to be uh, Reno Negrini of uh, RAND Merchant Bank. He's a Forex structurer at RAND Merchant Bank. And he joins me now to reflect on the movements that we've seen throughout the month of February, particularly with reference to the RAND. Good evening, Reno. Thanks, as always, for taking the time. Um, RAND didn't start off the month uh, on the best footing at some point. Point, we actually got uh, north of 19 Rand 30. It looks as though we might close out the month uh, no, closer to the 19 Rand 20 uh, level. What's your reading of the performance of the Rand this month? Uh, this month has been an interesting one. I'm sure if you have a look at the chart, um, it's got this little bit of a, a roller coaster vibe going. Um, so you start out on the 31st of Jan, we traded it, let's say, 1867 as a close. Um, we went up quite. Um, quickly in the first week of Feb to about 19.05 um, to then dip below 19. And then we played within this range a little bit for about two or three weeks. And I really think that's because there wasn't a lot of data out. There wasn't a lot of news surrounding um, the RAND itself. And there also wasn't a lot of dollar movement um, until we get to the tail end of the month. And that's when we really start to see the action uh, around about the 20th, 21st of Feb, when we spiked up um, back above that 19 level, um, all the way up to, as you said, about 19. I think 36 was, was the, the high total. Um, and then coming back off round about to about almost 1920-ish at the moment. Um, I think the move of late has a lot to do with what's been happening in the last week, what the numbers came out today. I think it was a preemptiveness of of all the releases that we've seen in the local market as well as the international market today. Reno, the rand weakening uh, almost three percent for the month against the dollar doesn't bode well for uh, starting off the month of March. I mean, we are dangerously close to uh, all-time highs against the dollar. I mean, we I think we printed all-time highs or close to those highs uh, in May of 2023 at around 19 rand 86 and getting as high as 1992 uh, as we kicked off June. Um, what are your expectations going into March? Do you think we'll continue to see the rand above 19 rand uh, or st- sort of consolidate above? 19 rand as we head closer towards elections? I think we need to have a look at what's come out today. And I think, let me chat a bit about the, about the releases that we saw. Um, so we had out of, um, domestically out of SA, we had our trade balance. Our trade balance for the month of January came out far worse at about negative 9.4 billion versus an expectation of 5.5 billion. That being said, the previous trade balance release that we had was in December was a positive 14.1 billion. So that's a wild swing. So if you look at that in the context of the day, you kind of were like, hang on, ooh, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a negative sentiment for the rand going forward. So so you kind of see the trajectory for seeing weaker rand going forward. But then at the very same time, you've got that monthly budget balance on on whether we've overspent or underspent for the month of Jan. And that's saying that we only overspent by a small 54.7 billion versus expectation of 75 billion. That bodes well with, if you remember what our finance minister said in the budget speech, kind of tapping into um, those paper trade profits um, on our foreign currency reserves and gold reserves in order to pay off debt, but we don't have any high interest costs in order to bear on a monthly basis. So that then puts a 
puts us on a good trajectory going forward. So now that we've kind of got the local stuff out of the way, you start looking at what's happening in the U.S. And at about half past three today, we saw um, U.S. Uh, personal consumption expenditure released, as well as um, income and unemployment stuff. Personal income in the U.S., 1% up. Again, this is showing that the job market is still very well, uh, very good in the U.S. Um, the U.S. economy is pumping. Inflation is still above their target range. So maybe the U.S. doesn't cut rates as soon as what the world is expecting. And this does bode very well for the dollar and does give a bit of a positive spin on that thing to say that, you know what, investors, stick with us. We're still going to have higher interest rates for a little bit longer than what we're anticipating because our inflation is still high. We don't need to cut rates just quite yet. Um, and if you think stronger dollar, that means weaker rand. So at this point, you could have the argument to say that you'd think that the rand would weaken further from this point out. But if you look at it, the rand is quite overdone. We are extremely weak um, where we are, given where we thought forecasts would have been for, uh, for the rest of the year going forward. And as you say, election period is coming up. It's a bit of a shaky time. You don't know how it's going to go. Um, anything that brings about any policy uncertainty would be a bit of a turbulent stage, which would obviously affect the rand very negatively. If it is smooth, you could have the opposite effect that we probably could come, come smooth, like sailing down a little bit with, with a bit more policy certainty and so on. So it is an interesting time. Uh, the initial data given after today's release says that short term, you'll probably see a little bit more weakening before you do strengthening. Reyna, I've got some estimates uh, that say that by the end of the year, we'll possibly see the rand uh, closer towards that 17 rand level and possibly into 2025, uh, holding it around 1770, maybe even 1780 there. Uh, at this stage, how do we get below 1850 as a start p- before we can even look forward to that? I mean, the underlying structural issues that have priced our currency risk premium as high as they have, have not been addressed. No, 100%. Um, so RMB forecast is as well, in line with kind of what you're seeing. We, we're expecting 1775 for December year end. Um, and in order to kind of get those things back in track, you've got to look at a, uh, the wide array of things. Fortunately, load shedding is much better than what we've had last year. Um, and a lot of companies are doing a lot of more of these like private power deals in order to make sure that at least they're able to self-sustain in case the grid isn't able to, to help them out in the cases of stage six, seven, eight, et cetera, load shedding. Um, so a lot of the companies have been investing in alternative power, whether that be solar or wind farms, um, to, to ensure that they're able to um, kind of bear the brunt of load shedding uh, for argument's sake. And I think that's going to be the thing that gets us below that 1850 because our actual wheels of the economy would be able to still turn regardless of the worst stages of load shedding. Yes, you, you and I at home might be a little bit frustrated because we can't heat our meal in a microwave at 6 o'clock when we go to home or whatever the case may be. But at least the wheels of the economy will still be able to turn because of these deals going through. And we've already seen the impact that it's had um, on that load shedding schedule because where we've been at load shedding stage six, five, for most of the year last year, um, we've actually had quite reduced stages of load shedding now because I think the impact has really come through from some of these projects remaining completion already. Um, so I think infrastructurally, we, we're heading in the right direction to get there. 
And then I really think that in order to have that 1775 um, year end forecast, we do need uh, elections to, to kind of go smoothly, not have policy uncertainty and so on. And we also need to keep a very keen eye on the U.S. elections in November as well. Um, and everything needs to go in kind of emerging markets or, or South Africa's favor then as well. Sounds like a lot needs to go right, and I don't know from an emerging policy, from a policy perspective, if the ANC's efforts to uh, tap into pension funds to finance infrastructure development is such a good idea. But we'll leave it at that, and we'll catch up uh, when we review the RAND uh, next month. Thanks so much for that, Reno. That's Reno Negrini, who is Forex structurer at RAND Merchant Bank, joining me to do a wrap of the RAND's performance through the month of Feb. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.